Great news, folks. Michael Zuber, One Rental at a Time. I just want to let you know that we have finally released our second book, 15 Conversations with Real Estate Millionaires. This book was written with you in mind. I wanted to capture 15 unique stories of different investors starting at different stages and doing different things. This book is just that. It's nearly 300 pages of motivation, of confirmation, and reminders that yes, you too can do this thing. Check it out on Amazon, and of course, have a great day. Michael Zuber, one rental at a time. It is Tuesday, October 26th, and this is, of course, your daily financial news. A couple quick announcements before we get started. First and foremost, want to show you Happy. Some of you have asked where Happy is. Here she is. Okay, now Happy, go back to sleep. Uh, Next, we got to congratulate John. John did the work. John got his next deal. And uh, John, your card will be going out in the mail later today. And then finally, for those of you that have gotten uh, or re- yeah, gotten the autographed books, uh, those have now gone out. I think we've sent out another batch of 15 or 20, eight, I think it was 18. And then yesterday, I finally got these bad boys. Uh, I actually ordered these two weeks ago, and they just arrived. So the first 40 or so... Uh, autograph book sets went out in just a boring brown envelope. The next uh, 60, which is what I have left, are going to go out in my signature color of purple. I don't know. I thought it was fun. So anyways. Uh, So when we're talking about the daily financial news, um, where do we want to start? Let's start with the bottom. So the last article I read actually referenced Alan Greenspan. Uh, For those of you who don't know who he is, Alan's Greenspan was the Jerome Powell of the dot-com era. Uh, He's now employed in, I don't know, a Wall Street function somewhere. Uh, But basically, he is out calling out the Fed, basically saying that he sees sustained inflation north of 2%. Uh, Alan, right there with you, man. It's uh, it's not a pretty picture. Uh, Jerome Powell is kind of playing, you know, look over here, look over here. Uh, it's not going on. So uh, yeah, I sustained inflation north of 2%, certainly all the, all of this year, likely all of next year uh, with wage inflation is going on. Next up, I want to talk about this new tax that looks like is going to come to be. Yes, some people have thought it wouldn't happen, but I fear it will, as I shared yesterday. I think this is very bad for two important reasons. First and foremost, Any new tax scheme, once our government takes hold, they will adjust it so that they can collect more revenue. Our government likes to spend money. They only spend the money that we give them via taxes. So the fact that they are willing to tax asset appreciation should scare the bejesus out of you. Yes, folks, it will be sold as going after billionaires and there's 700 or so billionaires in the U.S. And don't worry, it won't hurt you. Don't believe it for one minute. It won't hurt you this year. It won't hurt you next year, but it will hurt you eventually. The government will say things like, oh, darn it, there's not enough revenue from the billionaires. Let's just lower the threshold to this and then this. See what happened in 19, I think it was 1916. The initial federal tax was 1%. I ask you what it is today. 
And that is because our government likes to spend money. They are like drug addicts or alcoholics or whatever your addiction of choice is. They like to spend, spend, spend. This should freak you out. Second, and perhaps even more alarming, uh, as you know, this administration is willing to take on topics that are unconstitutional, a la the eviction moratorium was extended, even though they knew it would eventually get kicked out. They wanted to buy three, four, five weeks, and they did. And sure enough, it is unconstitutional. They got what they wanted. Remember what we are doing now. We are going through a budget reconciliation. They must exit the budget reconciliation with a zero. We are going to spend $2 trillion, and this is how we are going to make it up. It doesn't say it has to be illegal. It doesn't have to be legal. This is a problem. For example, this administration approves $2 trillion on the back of billionaires, and then it gets kicked out for being unconstitutional. I want to ask you one question. What does the IRS stand for? Internal Revenue Service. Right? Revenue for the government comes from earnings. We have income taxes. This new tax scheme is not income. I'm not sure that this stands up to legal uh, thresholds. And if it doesn't, and they go out and approve this, and then in nine months, a year, some billionaire wins a court case, and suddenly this is kicked to the curb as unconstitutional. We have signed up for $2 billion, or $2 trillion, oh my God, not even billion, trillion, without a way to collect the revenue. So what happens? Everyone's taxes go up. Because, oopsie, I'm sorry, I thought it was okay, but I guess not. This is, this is not good So for so many reasons. And again, I think it's going to happen. I think they're going to celebrate spending $2 trillion on the back of 700 billionaires. And then the billionaires, man, they got a lot of lawyers. They got, they got lots of lawyers. This is not going to end well. This is not going to end well. So I think we should all be very scared. I think we're all going to get put on the hook for this. And, uh, you know, man, just not good. Next up, David Rosenberg is out uh, with a chuckle. I thought he had a headline this morning. Hyperinflation talks are totally ridiculous. I agree with him. We've talked about the last couple of days. I just think it is interesting that others are like, what is he talking about? How, how, can, how can the U.S. have hyperinflation, right? 50% a month was the bar set in 1958. Come on. If you want to talk about high inflation, we can have a conversation. But let's, let's not use hyperbole and talk about hyperinflation. Next up, we got Case Schiller coming out with darn near useless information. Remember when we talked about Case Schiller the last couple of times? They are two months late. So yes, we have October, what is it? The 26th data from August. Can you say not relevant? If you've been watching this channel for any length of time, you know that August was a very slow month. We had realtors talking about buyers going on a hiatus. People were taking vacations and the market actually slowed down and inventory built. Fast forward a couple of months, October, inventory is down again and multiple offers are up. 
But yet let alone, Kay Schiller will be paraded around the news media talking about the housing slowdown and this and that. Uh, it's just, it is frustrating how many people will quote this and point at it and not realize it is August data, not October. Lastly, let's remind you what I believe. I believe we are in a housing slowdown, not a crash. A housing slowdown. This is how it will happen. Sellers will have unrealistic expectations for what their home is worth. They will force or eventually find a broker or agent that will list it at the price they want. That listing will sit on the market, get very little activity for two, three, four weeks. That seller will call the agent and yell at them, call them useless and all kinds of bad names. Two things will happen at that point. Either A, the seller is not really motivated, they will take it off the market because, hey, nobody understands my house, my house is special, blah, 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 I will just stay. Or two, we will start to see price drops. This activity is already occurring around the country. We are seeing days on market expand. We are seeing inventory ever so slightly tick up. This is the housing slowdown. It is what I talked about six months ago that was coming. It is now starting to occur. It's all normal. It's just part of the process. And lo and behold, by next year, we might actually have more inventory. I was pretty shocked that inventory actually dropped in September. It went from 1.32 to 1.27. That kind of shocked me. So pretty interesting stuff. Next up, we have lots and lots of earnings to talk about. Most of them pretty positive, actually. Facebook uh, missed on revenue, but beat on earnings. So revenue is top line. Earnings is bottom line or earnings per share. They did highlight ad sale slowdown due to Apple's privacy uh, restrictions. It's really what dinged Snap uh, from earlier last week, if you remember. GE revenue missed, but again, beat on earnings. And they also had better than expected free cash flow. I'm not sure if you saw this, but Tesla is now has a market cap of $1 trillion. Good for them. Feel bad for any of those shorts out there. I think all the shorts must have covered by now. They're getting slaughtered. Uh, Polaris, this is an interesting one. This is what I think is coming for lots of the kind of the consumer uh, stocks with um, long lives. If you don't know who Polaris is, they are essentially a recreational vehicle company. They missed on revenue, but hit earnings. Again, hit earnings in any one quarter to me is an accounting shell game, but it is what it is. More importantly, Polaris cut, cut, reduced full year guidance due to the supply chain. They can't complete their vehicles because of part, uh, part, parts issue. Polaris, probably like Tesla, remember what Tesla was doing? If they can't get the parts on ships, they were flying them around the world. Polaris will likely start if they haven't already. UPS. UPS is an important one. They beat top and bottom and they highlighted continued strong e-commerce demand. Right? So that tells you probably Amazon, Etsy, eBay, people who are shipping uh, stuff around. Again, if UPS is saying continued strong e-commerce, probably a good sign for uh, those companies. Corning, ooh, missed top, missed bottom. That's not good. And they really pointed to the auto slowdown. Corning is essentially a glass company, right? Glass for autos and windows and things of that nature. So again, missed top and bottom. 3M, 
beat top and bottom. And it's interesting that they had increased in consumer and industrial demand, right? There was talk that 3M is kind of a pull forward a lot of consumer demand, but uh, it highlighted increased consumer demand as well. And then finally, Hasbro, toy ma manufacturer, they came out and said, Christmas may not be as good for us as normal and a la supply chain issues. So again, uh, these are going on. My guess is Hasbro stops shipping stuff on planes and they start, or they on ships and they start renting planes. But what will that mean? Just like Tesla, they will raise prices. Remember Tesla yesterday, the day before, raised cars somewhere between 2,500 and five grand. And then remember from two weeks ago, we highlighted that they were shipping parts via air instead of boats. Uh, and all of that cost gets passed on to the consumer. Couple more comments here. Uh, college enrollment is down two years in a row. Uh, there was talk that college enrollment would jump back and kind of fill the gap from 2020. That has not happened. Uh, college enrollment is down another 3.2%, total 6.5 over two years. I don't know how I feel about that. Frankly, the great resignation, call it the great college dis, might be a good thing. More entrepreneurs, more side hustles, different, you know, you don't have to go to college, right? It's, uh, it's, it's, a, it's very expensive. The ROI is arguable. Uh, so maybe that is a good thing. Maybe the next generation won't make the mistakes uh, that some of us made and, and rack up student debt and then go get a minimum wage job. Maybe that's, maybe it's a good thing. Maybe we'll have more entrepreneurs and small businesses. Uh, I'm not, uh, I'm not mad at lower college enrollments. It really could be a good sign of entrepreneurship. And then finally, as I talked about, I think on Saturday, the most important number of the week came out and it was consumer confidence. Every week I call out the most important number. I think this one was my call consumer confidence. And it rose. We broke a three-month negative trend. Consumers are more confident across the board. They expect their income to go up. Wage inflation. They think jobs are plentiful. No kidding. Uh, they expect to take a vacation. We have trillions in excess savings. And they are once again looking at making those big expenditures. House, cars, things of that nature. Folks, the consumer is confidence. We broke three months of negative trend. What does this mean? Does this mean we keep spending money? Does this mean we keep racking up new debt? I don't know, but it, it, was, it was important to break those three negative months, and we did. And then lastly, kind of the only negative of the report is inflation expectations are higher. But overall, expectation for wages, up. Jobs are, are plentiful up. Taking vacations, which means they are confident. If consumers are not confident, they are not taking vacations. Vacations are up. And then lastly, expenditures on big capital things up. So it's going to be interesting to see what goes on. The supply chain, inflation, I think it is real and it will go on for longer than many expect. Today's going to be a good day. We got uh, Matt, the Lumberjack Landlord at 8 and Omar the Real Estate Entrepreneur at 9. And don't forget, if you're looking for autographed books, starting today, they will go out in this fun purple bag. And we do this by uh, reaching out on my website or Instagram, and we just do a $50 on PayPal, and I send off a couple of autographed books. Take care of yourself. Have a wonderful day. Bye.